Hello and welcome back to the Carson Daily Show. Today we have a very music industry heavy episode. I will be filling you in on some Coachella drama, Soldier Boys, Web3 Crusade, and an AI ruffling of executive feathers. Let's get into it. Something happened at Coachella that I could have told you would happen for free. Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean again. The anti-celebrity celebrity started his headlining set an hour late, was apparently barely visible on stage, and lip-synced several of his songs during the very bizarre performance. It has been six years since Frank Ocean's last performance, so the expectations and hopes were high. But I think now we can collectively agree that Frank Ocean is the Bigfoot of the music industry. Every few years, he comes out of the woods or whatever, and a selected few catch a glimpse for a moment until he leaves again without a trace. And then we just live off of the lore for the next half a decade. Speaking of lore, the story begins even before the tardiness and laissez-faire performance. For starters, YouTube announced that the headlining performance would not be aired on the official Coachella livestream as it had nights before from Blackpink and Bad Bunny. Many reports came out that an ice rink had been built for the set and then axed and disassembled at the last minute, which was to blame for the hour-long delay. Also, the people who were silently walking in circles on stage during the performance were allegedly the ice skaters who had been rehearsing for weeks. So Frank not only cut the ice rink and canceled the live stream, but he also refused to sell any merch, not even one of his famous cock rings. So no one could take home a souvenir of the most underwhelming Coachella headline performance ever. It's almost like it never even happened. I think it's amazing. It's the antithesis of how everyone thinks you're supposed to be as an artist. I much prefer an artist who doesn't care about the way in which an audience receives their art. That is a true artist. It's a big fuck you to the fans, followers, and Twitter crusaders who demand engagement and access to artists. I say let the man cook. And speaking of cooking, Soldier Boy has been fucking busy. Busy rugging three NFT projects in one week. I first got wind of this in a video posted by Kira Reacts on YouTube and just thought it was exceptional. In case you missed it, let me get you caught up. His first rug pull of the week was the Soldier Boy 3D NFT collection, which sold out a total volume of 69 ETH, around $130,000. They apparently were meant to give owners exclusive unlocks for the upcoming Soldier Boy 3D meta video game, which will absolutely, without a doubt, never, ever, 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 ever be released, ever. The collection was pulled from OpenSea after it came out that it was blatantly using the Ferrari logo, a small detail made clear by the ever great and powerful Zach XBT. There was certainly great timing on OpenSea's end, pulling the collection after it sold out. Nice. Um, just a day after this, Mr. Superman That Ho dropped yet another NFT project titled Soldier Boy Pixel Art. Can't blame him for capitalizing on the pixel art movement. The achievement actually makes him the first rapper to be banned on OpenSea, yet still return to execute a second job. He's earning a new title. Once Soldier Boy tell him, now Soldier Boy rug him. 
Let me also point out that this man fears nothing. These drops are coming in after SEC charges related to illegal promotion of a cryptocurrency without disclosure. None of this surprises me, though, since NFT degens are literally unstoppable right now and clearly are willing to be rugged on the off chance that they might make a, you know, 0.02 ETH flip. What does surprise me, however, is something I learned from Kira Reacts. Apparently, Soldier Boy claimed to own and act as the CEO to game publishing giant Atari, which, spoiler alert, he does not. Like, definitely does not. It's all still just so perfect, to be honest. NFT DGENs are some of the most delusional and rudderless motherfuckers on the planet, and they are being led into the promised moonland by the man who hypnotized an entire nation with an anthem titled Crank That. I've never been 100% clear what Superman that hoe meant, but now I am certain it has to do with 100xing profits. Godspeed. And yes, that was a Frank Ocean callback. More music news. An AI-generated Drake and The Weeknd song went viral this week. The track, titled Heart on My Sleeve, stimulated the two stars trading verses about pop star and actress Selena Gomez, who previously dated The Weeknd, of course. The creator, known as Ghostwriter, wrote This is Just the Beginning under the song's YouTube video. Sadly, it maybe actually was the end, as the track was pulled from Spotify and Apple just the other day. Before it was pulled, it had millions of views on TikTok and hundreds of thousands of streams on Spotify. Neither Drake nor The Weeknd have acknowledged the song, from what I know and what I've seen, but people have assumed they'd be against it, since Drake recently shared an article reporting on an AI-stimulated Drake performance of Ice Spice's Munch, saying this is the final straw AI. Personally, I think he was being funny. I find it very hard to believe they'd be pissed off to be in the mix of the conversation. And like I said, the track had like 300,000 streams on Spotify, which the publisher could monetize for what, like a penny? I really don't think Drake or The Weeknd are threatened. If anything, I would think that the explosiveness and virality of the track would be a massive indicator to the two Canadian artists who have collabed on projects past that it's time to hurry up and do it again. Also, just speculating here, but I wouldn't be surprised if they'd actually done it themselves. Actually, I'm going to call that now. Ghostwriter is probably just a publicist on Drake's team. Anyways, I think it's just fascinating that after all these years of auto-tuned singers being accused of sounding like robots, we finally have AI being accused of sounding like auto-tuned singers. We have reached peak singularity. Thank you, Web3. Okay, there you have it today, people. Those are my very, very, very music industry-centric news updates for the week. Back to NFA. Okay, for this week's NFA, I actually kind of decided to fold in some news. Please know that the following is not financial advice. Only my advice to keep you in the know, in and beyond Web3. So, not financial advice, but Apple launched a high-yield savings account. When this news first dropped, I was a bit angry and a lot suspicious of Apple for getting its dirty fingers into yet another pie. But then I saw the rate and I was like, you call that Stockholm syndrome if you want. But at least my text bubbles are blue and not green, bitches. Apple is offering a 4.15% interest rate. Meanwhile, the average savings account interest rate in America is 0.37. So yeah, a bitch be tempted. 
I will say that when this was announced, people went into a frenzy and asked if Apple's new venture is FDIC insured, blah, 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 blah. But I'd like to point out that it probably doesn't matter since Apple definitely has more money than the FDIC. Burn. So if you want to trust Apple with your money, more of your money, and in return, be thanked with no fees, no minimum deposits, no minimum balance requirements, you can go ahead and easily set up and manage your new savings account directly from your Apple card in wallet. I might be tempted, actually, if I knew what the fuck a savings account was. All I know is a spending account. Because to me, there's something suspicious about saving money. Money is meant to be spent. And that, my friends, is why I will once again reiterate that nothing I say in this show is financial advice. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and humoring me by listening to my takes on some of the top news stories and updates in the world of crypto and internet culture. I'm Carson Daly, and you can't go a week in Web3 without me. Please give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Carson Daily. Follow the show's dedicated page on Instagram at Carson Daily Show. And follow me on Blue Sky if you've got it at Carson Daily, of course. Don't forget to rate this show five stars anywhere you listen to podcasts. Share it with a friend. And if you're not following for episode updates, then what the fuck are you doing? The Carson Daily Show is a essential media production written by me and my better comedic half, James Carr, with music by Woody. See you next Tuesday. Bye.